0: A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. Telling a woman that she can't be an elder is a nonsense rule. If they claim it be in the body, we let him have it. Donald Trump is going to win in 2020 by an absolute landslide. Because the, the New Testament is utter horses. It's created by a bishop and an emperor. That's a fact. That's like established religious fact. Sawing is a blessing from God to make you rich. Treating well, Jesus it's like a lottery ticket. The Lord spoke to my heart. Then very few times I've ever heard God be this articulate with me. And I'm telling you word for word, these words came into my heart. I'm not asking you to witness me. I'm asking you to brush his hair. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Master's Dog False Teacher of the Week, episode 66. I'm your host, Norm the Master's Dog Dunham, a.k.a. the Evangelical Norm. So the False Teacher of the Week segment of the Master's Dog podcast was born out of the old introduction video to the Master's Dog. It was a montage of false teachers set to a really cool song uh, called No Compromise by the rap artist Result, used by permission, thank you Result. And there was about 40 false teachers in here, video clips and pictures. Somebody came to me and said, I don't know who all these people are. And some of the people I did know, I don't know what makes them a false teacher. I thought they were okay. Could you break it down for us and, and let us know what makes each of these people a false teacher? So I started with Stephen Furtick, which is who she specifically asked about And then I systematically went through that introduction video and dealt with each and every false teacher in there. I think I even added a couple that weren't in it uh, here and there. But once I got to the end of that, I decided to revamp the the intro video so it's no longer two and a half minutes, so you don't have to endure that. And it's a little more versatile for me. I can put video clips in, take them out, stuff like that. So it's it's a nice uh, compromise or a nice... uh, improvement for both of us so excuse me so that's the the background on the podcast that's where this came from every week I just bring you a new false teacher I'm always open to have suggestions I mean I have a very long list I've got a few people here Um, I've got in a notebook I've got lists everywhere of different false teachers that people have sent to me and I really would like to have more because I Again, at some point in time, these are going to run out, and rather than just you know me doing all the legwork, I would like to know what you want to hear, if you know of a false teacher. So let me know if there's someone out there that you'd like me to look into. I'm willing to do that. I've got two that I just got comments from last week that will probably be coming up over the next couple of weeks on the episodes, uh, on the podcast, so... Send those in. You can either throw them in the comments on this video. Send them to me at The Master's Dog or The Evangelical Norm on Twitter. Norm Denham on Facebook. EvangelicalNorm at gmail.com. Any of those places. Let me know who you think is a false teacher. I'll investigate, do a video on them. Or I might let you know, hey, you know what? They're not really a false teacher. Maybe scandal. I don't just, I don't deal with scandal. A lot of pastors that are solid teachers have scandal in their church. Um. Not going to make them a false teacher. Even pastors that that, that fall, that disqualify themselves, that uh, fall into sin, that doesn't necessarily make them a false teacher. It makes them disqualified. We're not going to deal with that. You're not going to get an Art Azurdia uh, podcast here, or you know, or a Ravi Zacharias. Those I deal with those in other areas. Um, but they're not going to be a false teacher. Because they've fallen into sin does not make them a false teacher. What makes somebody a false teacher is actively teaching anything contrary to God's truth, especially the gospel. And that's going to bring us to our false teacher for this week. This is a lady named Jackie Lewis, uh, the Reverend Dr. Jackie Lewis, or the Dr. Reverend Jackie Lewis. or, um, Yeah. So she is, uh, you may not have heard of her. She's not not somebody i've heard of outside of social media but she is gaining very rapidly over the last couple of months i think she's increased her followers on twitter by like thousands and you know and she's all, she's had a lot since i came across her she's up i think she's up around 39,000 followers on twitter right now and uh so this is, you know, she, I'm actually going to be doing an, another episode of stupid things false teachers say in the Jory Micah vein uh, about something that she tweeted out probably in the next couple of days. You'll, you'll see her on that. That'll be a live video that I'll do on YouTube. But so Jackie Lewis, uh, and what I like to do with some of these false teachers is I like to just read about them from their own uh, perspective. So I'll go to their website or whatever and rather than go to Wikipedia or somewhere else which is where I usually pull off a lot of the false teachings that they're guilty of I'm just going to deal with her uh, description herself. So first I'm going to go to the church that she is the uh, she's the senior minister for public theology and transformation at Middle Church in somewhere where's where is middle church let's find out um middle church is in oh they don't have an address oh new york new york city new york new york uh so yes that's where she's the uh pastor at And what their website says about her and the about our pastors or whatever says, Jackie uses her gifts as an author, activist, preacher, public theologian toward creating an anti-racist, just, fully welcoming society in which everyone has enough. Middle is the church of her dreams and prayers, a multi-ethnic rainbow coalition of love, justice, and worship that rocks her soul. Dr. Lewis's work has also been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, Washington Times, the front page of the New York Times website, New York Times video, the New York Post, CNN, I report, Ebony.com, Essence, the New York Daily Ma- Daily News, the New York Post, the Associated Press, and many more. So yeah, lots of accolades from her from her church's website, this is from JackieLewis.com, and this is where I'm just going to let her tell you about herself, and we're going to just pull all the false teachings and what makes her a false teacher just out of her own words, so it says about Jackie, hey, I'm Jackie, what can I tell you about me, Hmm. I fell in love for the first time when I was eight years old. I was sitting in the pews of a little Presbyterian church on Chicago's South side. Great storyteller. This woman is my aunt played the organ there. My dad and uncle were elders and my mom sang in the choir. I was taking communion for the first time. Then while the little bread cubes were, were coming my, my way, mom said, this bread means God will always love you. The bread was the sticky honey kind that you scoop out, the the center to put that amazing vegetable dip in, without dip. It was amazing. When the little cups of grape juice came by, my mom whispered, this cup means God will never leave you. What? Bread this sweet, grape juice making my tongue purple like Kool-Aid? With, with the help of the of children's choir and barn dances, Christmas pageants, and Sunday school teachers, I was totally in love with God. So, full stop, right here, just... All right, this description of communion has nothing to do with communion. Literally, okay? Whether it was mama's fault, preacher's fault at this church uh, in Chicago Southside or whatever, this young lady, this shows that she's never understood the gospel. She has never understood what the gospel is, and which is why she is the way she is, essentially. Apparently, nobody at least at this point when she got saved or whatever, the first time she took communion, the description of communion is horrible. This bread means God will always love you. That is not, not a, that is not what the bread means. That is not what the bread means. The bread was Christ's body given for you. Does God always, is this a, a, a A showing of God's love? Absolutely. This is how God's love was demonstrated, right? So God's love is demonstrated in the fact that Jesus gave himself for us. But it's not, the bread doesn't mean God will always love you. The bread means Christ was was crucified. His body was beaten, put upon a cross to pay the penalty for our sin. The, the punishment that brought us peace was upon him. He was bruised for our iniquities. He was, he was crushed for our sins. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, Isaiah. Right? His body was given for us. And mom whispered, when the grape juice came by, okay, well, there's another discussion of whether we should be using grape juice or not. Let's, yeah. But mom whispered, the cup means God will never leave you. No, the cup is the covenant that was made in his blood. A new covenant of repentance and faith. That's nowhere in here. Nowhere does she get anything about repentance and faith. Nowhere does she have anything about why did Jesus die for you? Because just because he loves you? Well, no. It was God's love for you that sent Christ to die. But he died because you have a sin issue that you cannot deal with. And Jesus paid the penalty for that sin. He shed his blood to create a new covenant. So from the get-go, from our own words, from the you know, a, a very talented way of telling the story, very captivated captivating. But it's wrong. It is wrong, and that leads to the whole other ridiculousness the rest of her ridiculousness so later that year just before my ninth birthday the reverend martin luther king jr was assassinated i was both traumatized and catalyzed to work against racism and poverty in america nothing wrong with that it took a minute because i had heard that women can't preach from for me to get to seminary in the meantime i did great work in the corporate world learned how to manage big budgets and inspire leaders to lead now again here's the thing. I mean, I don't know if this, the whole issue of women, women can preach, <clears throat> women can teach, women can't be pastors. That's, that's where the line is drawn. Paul talks about the, the what is a requirement for an elder, for a pastor, for a shepherd. And it is to be the husband of one wife. It is to be a male. He does not allow a woman to have authority over a man. Well, preaching and teaching is not exercising authority. Pastoring is. There's nothing wrong with a woman preaching and a man hearing, and even possibly learning. But Paul draws a line at being an elder or an overseer or a pastor of the church. So yeah, can women preach? So again, here's just a, uh, one of those things that it's like, that's not necessarily true. So then at 30, I was confident enough to go to seminary and earn my Master's of Divinity from Princeton Theological Seminary, Freudian slip. I loved being in school again, studying, preaching, and urban ministry. I started a gospel choir with some friends and put theology, justice, and art together in ways that will never leave me. Uh, after eight years at Trenton, I went back to school and earned a master's in philosophy and a Ph.D. in psychology and religion from Drew University. There I focused on gender and racial ethnic identity development. Okay. Thanks to Dr. King, I wrote my dissertation on how, how leaders grow multi-ethnic communities that can combat racism and poverty. When I was doing my research, I went to New York to study Middle Collegiate Church. They opened their hearts to me and decided to keep me. I'm now the senior minister with a 1,300-member, multi-ethnic, welcoming, and inclusive congregation that seeks not only to heal souls, but also the world. My job description includes public theology. This means I get to preach most Sundays, plan worship, teach at seminaries, lecture in spaces around the globe, show up on television, write articles and books, create podcasts, and sometimes get arrested. The amazing work of my community does has put us in the public square in places like uh, New York, blah, 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 blah. So again, I hang with a multi-ethnic, multi-faith, secular bunch of revolutionaries. Is my point? is my point, my brand of Christianity, believes there is more than one path to God, and all those paths lead to revolutionary love, okay, so her own words condemn her, as a false teacher, this woman is an enemy of the cross, and I'll tell you why, I'll let me just break it down, so again, uh, there's nothing wrong with multi-ethnic, or welcoming uh, congregations, it's the inclusive word, that we have to take a look at, because Every church should welcome people who sin into their church. But what it means to be inclusive is you don't talk about that sin. You don't call them to repent of that sin. And thus they are still headed on the road to hell. Because they are still in their sin. Salvation comes through repentance. There is no salvation without repentance of sin. If you're not calling these people, and that's what, I mean, the word inclusive, you would just think it means, oh, well, they get to be there. Well, no, that's wrapped up in the welcoming. What these people define as inclusive is they just let them there and lead and do whatever and actively walk out in their sin or the sins that they are. I mean, they would never do that with a a rapist, a thief, um, a murderer, but if you're gay or transgender or any of those things well we won't worry about those sins we won't talk about those sins so again when we get to the bottom this whole here in these words my brand of christianity okay so you've created for yourself your own brand of christianity you've created for yourself an idol believes there is more than one path to god well now you're calling jesus a liar You've literally just called Jesus a liar by saying there's only one path, more than one path to God, because Jesus said, I am the way I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the father, but through me. So now you've called Jesus a liar and all those paths lead to revolutionary love. Who even knows what that means? I don't know that she could really give you a definition of what revolutionary love means. Other than we make up our own Christianity. We make up our own Christ. We make up all this stuff to appease our own emotions. And we ignore the word of God and the, the basis of his truth. And that is what makes Jackie Price our false teacher of the week. So you'll see her on on Twitter. You'll see I'll be doing more stuff about her because I was reading through some of her tweets today and she's got a lot of stupid things to say. So she's going to find herself over on the live stream uh, stupid things false teachers say uh, episode coming up probably in the next week so stay tuned for that little teaser there um, thank you guys again if you haven't already hit the like button share subscribe hit the notification get all the stuff that I I put out here on the evangelical norm channel invite people share with people bring them here do all that so the algorithm helps us we've had seriously over the last month almost every day I've had at least one new subscriber here to the uh, the YouTube channel and new members of the fifth seal. We had that going on all last month. Um, new followers on Facebook and, and followers in, in Twitter. So I appreciate that. That's because you guys share, you guys like, you guys comment. Again, if you have other false teachers that you'd like me to talk about, leave them in the comments and I will take a look and I'll do some research and get an episode of those coming up as soon as possible. So once again, thank you for hanging out and joining me. As always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. And until next time, solideo Deo Gloria. Thank <laughs> you.